Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm so, so excited to sit. I'm always so excited uh, to sit here every damn week and chit chat with the girlies. So thank you for chaining it. And thanks for tuning in on Thursdays, too, when I do the Spotify Live at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. This week, just as a reminder, if you didn't, uh, if you weren't in last week, I had announced this week, it's actually going to be Wednesday at 7, only because I have a show Thursday at 8. So I'm not going to be able to make it this week at that time, but they were nice enough to give me a different slot. So it's been really, really fun. Um, and I swear every week that it gets juicier, you guys. Every damn week it gets juicier. It's like unreal. We have so much fun in there. So this and that are like always the highlights of my week. And so that's that. I'm I'm sitting to you, reporting to you live from my kitchen table that I built with my two bare fucking hands. And I'm sitting on a chair that I put together and I screwed in together with my two bare hands. So tell me I'm not invincible. Okay, it's giving girl boss energy. At this point, I'm a construction worker. I'm a carpenter. Like Jesus. Okay. Very proud of myself, even though it was fairly easy, but still, but still. And I sent it to my mom. She said, you don't even need a man. I'm like, all right, whatever you say. Uh, anyway, you guys, I am wearing my custom engraved, <laughs> embroidered department of sanitation, New York city. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know. One of the boys from the DSNY, Department of Sanitation, New York City, New York's finest, okay? In every damn way, every damn which way, whichever way you slice it, had DM'd me last week and he said, I want to send you a package. So I gave him my home address. I didn't say, oh, send it to this. No, you send it to my house. I'm going to tell you where I live, sir. I've never seen you. I've never met you. But you're going to know exactly where the hell, where I lay my head at night, right? Because that's how trusting I am of these people. How bad could it, how bad could it be? How bad could it get? So I give this man my home address and sure enough, the other day I get a package and I open it up. It's two little cutie, little fucking cutie department of sanitation sweat, uh, t-shirts, right? One of them is hot pink. Looks amazing. Compliments my skin tone. The other one green, also my color. <sighs> At this point I'm hired. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even a fan. I'm more of an employee now. And then I take out the, the cream of the crop, this hoodie sweatshirt that has my, has my first initial and my last name embroidered in it. Are you kidding me? Shout out to the Department of Sanitation. New York's finest. New York's finest. And then I, I uh, sent him uh, cookies. I sent him cookies from Levin, which is the best bakery in the fucking world. If you have one by you, oh my God, the cookies are like $8 or some shit, but I'm telling you they weigh 14 pounds and it's the best cookie you'll ever have in your life. So I sent him a dozen of the little Levin cookies because that's my baby boy and I love him so much. So that's that. Nothing really too crazy and exciting going on. Um, both my cats are sleeping, looking so fucking fluffy over there. Um, Stanley loves his vitamins that make him not shed anymore. I don't know if they're working yet. I have to give it a little bit more time, but I swear to God, this cat is so crazy. Like Stanley really, sometimes I look at him and I'm like, you're crazy, dude. Like I am afraid of this man. Okay. 
because he doesn't even, he doesn't eat most cat foods. He doesn't eat, like if I have tuna and I give them a little treat, like a little chunk of tuna, Robert gobbles it right up. Stanley don't want it. A little piece of chicken, Stanley don't want it, right? If it's a medication, like I gave them those CBD treats when I moved to like chill them out. I swear to God, he, he gobbled those right the hell up. And now I'm giving him this disgusting smelling like medicine, like vitamin, like shit. And he loves it. I'm like, you really are a freak, but we love to see it. We love to see it. Hey, he likes what he likes. And he happens to just like vitamins and, you know, CBD. He's a freaking, he's a crazy person. But, um, that's that. That's just my update of the week. You guys. Let's get into these emails. You guys sent in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And what was the other wait? I had something, I had something that I wanted to chit chat with you guys about. Um, was it about, you know what? Hold on, let me Google it because I think I remember. I think um uh wait, was it was it love is blind? Did they break up? Not the freaks, not the freaks. Okay. Yeah. So every couple from love is blind season two has broken up because the most recent was, uh, what was her name? Was her name Danielle and, and the guy, um, they were so damn weird. Oh, and then Ayana and Jarrett broke up. Yep. Yep. Kind of saw that coming. Um, because I feel like he, he picked the other girl Mallory first and then Mallory said no. And then he picked Ayana and Ayana was a little, you know, wishy-washy about it, but she still said, yes, I did. I just didn't feel like they were a match, but then that girl, Danielle and the other one, um, Nick, yeah. Danielle and Nick also are getting a divorce and that you guys, I saw that coming from even before the damn honeymoon, because it was just not a match for me. I felt like they both had so much work that they needed to do on themselves. And it was just like, what are we doing here? what the hell are we doing here? She was, I feel so bad because it's like, she's just a person. It feels like she looks at herself in such a negative way. Like the way she would speak about herself and even the way her mom spoke about her, her mom's like, you know, like she's like a chubby girl. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, what? Like, and then, and then the mom said, what did the mom say that I was like, if my mom ever said this, I would literally I would literally throw myself in front of a bus because her mom was like, you know, it's, it's not very often that a girl like this gets a guy like that. Like a girl that looks like this gets a guy like that. So I think that my daughter's really insecure. And I'm like, looking at this girl, I'm like, first of all, the girl's beautiful. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. And I'm like, is she ugly? Like, am I missing something? Like, why are they talking about her? Like she, like she's this little gorgile that lives under the dark, the gosh darn bridge. You know what I'm saying? So that was really weird. I feel like she's just one of those people, like she doesn't see what she actually is. Like, uh, I don't know if it's like a form of dysmorphia or something, but that's really sad to see uh, because w- when you have something like that, it's almost like you can't enjoy anything because you don't believe that anybody really likes you. You don't believe that this guy really likes you. Meanwhile, he's a, he's all right. You know what I'm saying? He was no freaking Bradley Pitt. He was no Bradley Pitt, that's for sure. But yeah, they got a divorce. Um, I'm never shocked about stuff like that, you know? 
I'm surprised these people even get married in the damn first place. I mean, that's insane, right? I want to go on that show. Love is Blind is such an interesting show because it's like, it's all personality. It's all personality. You better be, you better be on it. You better be on your best, your A game. Do you guys think I would, here's my thing. <laughs> I went on a date the other day and I, I do this thing. And like, even like anytime I talk to anybody, when I get home, I'm like, what the fuck did I say? Why did I say that? What is the matter with me? Why am I like that? You know, but <laughs> I feel like I would go into love is blind thinking like, oh, people are going to love my personality. And every single guy like immediately with the buzzer, she's not the one. <laughs> Cause one thing about me is I'm annoying as hell. I'm annoying as hell. But that's like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think that's funny. That's like a, it's funny. I like that. Anywho, you guys, enough of me rambling. Let's get into these emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Let's start from this one. Um, and again, if you guys send them in, sometimes I don't have time you know, to get to them. Sometimes they slip through the cracks. Sometimes I don't see them at all. So if you can just resend it, don't worry, I'm not avoiding you. It's just these things happen. So, and sometimes I open them and then forget and then skip them on accident. So, okay. This says stop this mess response to an email from last week. Hey lady, I was just listening to the podcast and had to stop, drop and open up shop. Oh my God. What a tune. Rough Riders Anthem. Um, to write in about the girl with the boyfriend who finds it inconvenient to send her a gosh darn text message to her you and all the smoking hot girlies out there we are not settling i dated a guy for two years that was a gaslighting extraordinaire every time we'd fight and break up he'd say good luck finding somebody that loves you and treats you like me and you want to know what i believed it and i would stay then we finally broke up for good and about a year later i met my husband we've been together for 10 years and he's the absolute best thing to walk on earth oh where'd you guys meet how'd you guys meet How'd you guys meet? Where'd you guys meet? We want the love story. He's smart with a great job, ambitious, loving. He does housework. He's funny. And he makes his parents a priority in his life, which I believe is more, which is important and speaks about what type of husband and father the man will be. He recently made a hummingbird feeder and put it outside my window where I work. Stop. I'm literally going to, I'm going to shit my pants so that I can watch the hummies come by while I'm working. I mean, are you kidding me? Okay, sorry to brag. Yeah, I mean, she's bragging. This is very braggadocious. Sorry to brag, but the point is the right person is out there. It's so cliche. I get so sad when I hear stories about the girls settling for fuckboys that will never change. Listen to your gut and don't think you have to be with this person that doesn't truly make you feel fulfilled because it's comfortable or you've already invested time or you've reached a certain age and you don't want to quote unquote start over. I know it's easier said it than done to get out of some of these relationships. But if you're a person that's on the fence about whether to stay or go, take this as your sign. You deserve to be happy and someone that treats you like a bad bitch queen that you are. Anyway, thanks for reading. I love you and give the kitties some head scratches for me. Oh, and I've attached a picture of my fur, fur babies wearing a tiny cowboy hat for your, oh my God. Not her two dogs wearing a fucking cowboy hat. That, that they look like sheriffs more than cowboys. Is that a sheriff's hat? <laughs> one of them is one of those little dachshunds. 
I love little dachshunds because they have like little fat legs and they're so low to the ground and they have like, it's like, where's your knee, babes? You missed a whole damn part of your leg. You were born without it. It's just, it's ankle and then body for dachshunds. And that's why I love them. And then the other one's like a black lab, chocolate lab. So cute. I love them. I always want to see um, your guys' pets, but hundred percent, she's right. She's right. And it's true. That's why I always say, if you're feeling iffy about it, I think that's your, you know, your gut telling you something. And we have such good intuition. We really, really do have such great intuition when it comes to stuff like that. We know in our heart, we might stay around a little bit longer and let something linger or put it off because you don't want to, you know, get into a fight or something. But for the most part, we definitely, um, we know whether we want to admit it or not half the time, right? Um, okay. This one says, and we got a couple of these, so I'm going to read both of them. And then there were a couple of other ones that said for me to send the girl their email. So I'm going to do that. Um, so, okay. This one says urgent bump vaginismus, please read. And again, I'm really sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Vaginismus, vaginismus. Okay. Uh, hi, Carly. Love you in the potty so much. Hope you and the furry baby angels are doing amazing. I'm listening to the most recent episode right now. And I screamed a girl wrote in about vaginismus and how nobody talks about it. And she asked if it was common. I have it and spent most of my late teens and early twenties feeling like something was wrong with me. I felt like I couldn't tell any of my friends, like not even one of my day ones it's isolating and embarrassing. I couldn't even get a tampon in without passing out due to the pain. My boyfriend and I have been together for six years now. And he was so amazing and supportive. He never pressured me and understood that the pain it was causing me wasn't worth the penetrative sex. Before I found my cure, we found ways to have sex that didn't include penetration. It was actually super sexy and we had a great time. I cannot stress the importance of find the importance of finding a partner that is gentle and patient with you. Before him, I had a few partners that made me feel like I was broken and less of a woman for not being able to do it like everybody else did. It destroyed my self-worth and made me spiral a few times. I wouldn't wish that feeling on my worst enemy. I've always wished that the girlies with a big platform would bring it up and at least spread awareness that this is a thing. As a young teen, I didn't understand that it was a legit condition and I thought that I had an uncurable disease that no one else in the history of time ever had. Not even my gyno could give me a primer, a proper diagnosis. It took three different gynecologists, two years of appointments and lots of Reddit threads to finally realize what was wrong. The cure for me was actually Botox injections in my cooter. Oh my God. Who knew? Okay, I'm gonna keep reading. Botox injection, Botox injections in my cooter and dilating with medical grade dildos. Yes, that's a thing. Not medical grade dildos. Where the hell do you purchase one of those? Then they put you under for the Botox and inject the muscles, which stops them from contracting pretty much like the vagina is a huge muscle and the contractions caused by vaginismus make penetration extremely painful. You can't feel the contractions happening unless you're being penetrated or attempting. So it could be hard to diagnose. 
please read this on the pod and let the girlies know that there are resources and we shouldn't be embarrassed. I've got tons of resources, doctors, discord help groups to share with any of the girlies that have vaginismus or painful penetration disorders. Thank you so much for reading that email on the podcast. It's literally never talked about. My hope is that these painful disorders can be brought to light so that the girlies don't feel isolated and depressed like I was for so long. Aw. You want to know what? It makes me so happy when you got, oh, and then she gives a fuck, Mary Kill. It makes me so happy when you guys um, write in and do like a follow-up on something like this, because this is something, first of all, I had never even heard of or read about since, you know, until I uh, read it on the podcast. So I think it's something that like, it's so weird how we all have the same bodies, but we're, there's still so many conversations that are so taboo and they shouldn't be like, there should never be anything you're ashamed of. Um, so it's, it's good to learn, you know, even from my perspective, I've never heard of it before. And now I, and now I know about it. And now everybody that's listening knows about it too. So if you're, um, if you feel that way or have ever felt that way, like you have something and nobody can figure out what it is, maybe this could be it. And it's important to spread the word. So it's good to know that there are communities of people too, like, you know, on discord and stuff like that, that, um, you know, that's like a, it's a support group. And if you guys want, I can, I can link, you know what I could do? I can link all of you together in an email. If, if, if all of you email me, um, and then you guys can, you know, chit chat with the girlies. So this one also says I have vaginismus. Hey, Carly and the kitties. Um, when I heard you read the email from the girlie that thought she had vaginismus, I had to write in and share my experience with it. It's definitely something that isn't talked about much. And a lot of people don't know about it. Here's my story. I was a virgin when I got married. So I didn't realize there was going to be an issue on the wedding night. Although I should have known sooner, I could never wear a tampon married. So I didn't realized there was an issue. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I just read that. I'm sorry. I just read that uh, other line first. I could never wear a tampon and I always hyperventilated and freaked out every time I had an exam at the gynecologist. When my husband and I tried to have PIV in parentheses, penis and vagina, we couldn't even get it in. It was like there was a wall blocking my vagina. I went to the gynecologist and was surprised she hasn't, she wasn't familiar with vaginismus. The doctor the girly needs to go see is a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, they're experts and will work with you and give you exercises and use things called dilators. It was a long and difficult process. I cried many times over it, but after six months of being dedicated to the exercise with the dilators, I was able to have pain-free PIV with my husband. I share this to encourage the person that wrote in and they know that they will get better. I definitely was glad that I was married at the time because it was difficult time for a couple to go through. And I was glad we were committed to each other, no matter what. I hope this helps. If that person who writes in wants to get connected with me for any more info, I'm happy to. Oh, this is so interesting. It's so crazy how the two emails that we just read, they kind of have similar stories. Like the guy no didn't know what was going on. Um, and then you go to a pelvic floor physical therapist so interesting. It's so, so interesting because even like when I had read and I had just read a first couple sentences last week that were, when you Google it, it was like, what came up? It made it seem like it was like, you're psyching yourself out kind of thing. Um, of course, like I said, I didn't do any other research on it because I had just found out about it, but it's interesting that there are, you know, different options for you. And that's a good thing to know. So if you guys want, I can put you all on a, um, 
email chain together. Okay. So this one says, why do five foot five men have the most nerve? <laughs> you know what? The girlies are feral sometimes. Why'd you have to mention how tall he is? <laughs> okay. Hi, Carly, Robert, Stanley, and the girlies. I found your podcast a couple day a couple days ago and binge a ton of episodes and obviously have done a deep dive on you on Google. And hi, my birthday is November 19th. Ooh, my birthday is November 18th. So we're almost 20s. Uh, being a single Scorpio female in your 30s, it's truly like being Miss Cleo for everyone else in your life and utterly clueless for yourself. Anyway, I don't know if... You also feel mildly psychic as a Scorpio, but the other day I woke up with a strong intuition that my ex was going to reach out. And sure enough, he did. When I tell you this happens to me, and I'm not exaggerating every single day, every single day. And the more conscious and aware of it, I am, the more I realize it's happening. Like you guys remember my old neighbor from my last apartment, they lived upstairs. They were super sweet, really nice family. They would like watch my cats. I would watch their cats when they would go away or whatever. The other day, like a couple of days ago, I was thinking about them. I'm like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. I look at my phone five minutes later, he texted me. And I was like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you, which felt like I honestly, this is like one of the things that I say. And then I regret saying it. Cause I'm like, that felt like very, like, I was just thinking about you. Like, why would I say that to him? I don't know why I said that, but it was true. I was just like, they popped in my head. I let it go, whatever. And then Last night I was on the phone and I, I mentioned this guy and one minute later he texts me when I was on the phone. How insane is that? How insane is that? So yes, definitely that. And also I've been seeing, um, I've been seeing a lot of feathers lately. I know I, I'm sounding like a crazy person now, but I've been seeing feathers. Um, uh, like you, I do this thing where you look for sign, like you notice a sign, whether it's like one of your angel numbers, it could be like two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 or whatever. Um, or like a, a sign, like a feather or a bird or something like that. And then you notice what you were thinking about when you came across it. Like if I'm walking down the street and I see a feather on the ground, I'm like, Oh my God, I was just thinking about this. And it's always significant. It's really, really very crazy. It's really very crazy. And it's so, it's so um, powerful, you know? Maybe I'm just an insane person. I don't know. But anywho, we're all connected. We're more connected to the universe than we give ourselves credit for, but you just have to, the more conscious you are of it, the more you'll notice these things. Anywho, I sound like a fucking psycho. Not you guys calling the, the mental hospital for me. She's doing it at nurse. She's out of her room. She's talking about numbers and feathers again. <laughs> okay, here we go. She says, I, the other day I woke up with a strong intuition that my ex was going to reach out. And sure enough, he did. We'll call him Simon. Simon and I dated for about six months last year and the breakup has completely devastated me. Oh, I'm sorry. It was out of nowhere and with no real reason. He's 44 and divorced for about seven years. He has no kids. I've done so much soul searching since our breakup and I'm trying to put the pieces together. Like, how did I let a 5'5 Sagittarius break me? We had a very open and honest conversation a couple months ago and I asked if he'd want to give us another shot. He was very clear that he did not want to. I cut off contact. So tell me why he reached out today, sending a cute photo of us 
saying it popped up on his phone and he's feeling quote unquote vulnerable because quote unquote, it's maybe it's getting old, being single, not understanding why most recent dates are not giving me satisfaction. Also this weekend is my wedding anniversary. Ugh. Sorry, excuse me. I have to pause while I go literally barf. I just got to say to the girlies, what the actual fuck compels men to lead you on, break your heart, confirm months later that they indeed don't want you and then come back and expecting to be coddled and given an ego boost. Anywho, I'm going to punch a hole in my wall out of range. Girl, I want to punch a hole in my wall. I've attached some photos of my dog who is in fact taller than him. (laughs) Okay, drag her. Drag her. I love it. My dog's name was Stanley at the shelter out of respect for his heritage. It's now one of his middle names. Love you so much. Oh, let me see. Wait, your dog is so cute. That's a big boy. That is a big boy. Oh my God. He is so cute. He's like, a, he's like, first of all, gigantic. And um, he's like a mix of like a pit bull. Oh, he's so adorable. I love him. Yeah. I mean, you want to know what? His response is so stupid. Like, uh, him sending a photo, like thinking that you're just sitting around. That's what it is. He's really thinking that you're just sitting around and he can call you and reach back out and rekindle things whenever he feels good about it, whenever he feels like it's right. And it's like, no, you don't get to do that. I always say that, you know, like you don't deserve to be my friend. I'm a good friend and you're a shitty person. So why would I be friends with you? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes they reach out like, oh, I thought we could be friends. What the fuck would I want? Why would I want to be friends with you? You use fucking five in one shampoo. You don't wash your ass properly. Okay. You're not allowed in my home. Why would I want to be friends with somebody that I don't even want, that I don't want in my house? It really is ballsy though. I don't know what planet they grew up on. It definitely wasn't earth, right? It couldn't be earth. Definitely couldn't be earth. I hope you didn't answer him by the way. That's something that I've realized. Um, guys that are like that, like a true fuck boy, their love language is ignoring them. Nothing will make him fall more in love. And I mean, ignore him. Not, oh, I go a couple hours. Like it's unbelievable. And I don't intentionally ignore someone to get this response, but there's times where there's people that I'm just like, I can't talk to this person anymore. I'll usually send like, sometimes I'll send like a parting text. Like, Hey, this, I'm not really this isn't the fucking vibe. Like I'm out, you know? And when I tell you not reaching out, not responding when they reach out is the best. I don't do it intentionally for that reason, but I'm telling you if you want someone to reach out to you, that's what you should do. (laughs) The only thing is I've never done with that with someone that I actually want to talk to because I just haven't. Cause I think it's like a little bit, you know, Uh, I don't know if I would say petty, but so like the people that do reach out, I'm like, "Eh, I'm I'm just really not feeling it. Okay. You guys just a quick word from our sponsors. This week's secret keepers club is sponsored by better help. Sometimes you can fixate on a problem for so long that you don't take the time to find the solution. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in a problem solving mode when faced with challenges in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easy to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small they may be. You guys know I'm a total advocate for mental health, mental health awareness, bettering yourself. And you want to know what 
it's so crazy how when you have a clear mind and like they're saying, like uh, problem solving and, and I have this tendency to like, let my anxieties build up and then they kind of just explode. But when you have a way to level everything out, it's amazing how much your body feels better. You sleep better. Like that's really where it all starts is, is in your mind. It's really, really unbelievable. So, you know, I'm always an advocate for better help. They are online therapy that offers video, phone, and chat therapy sessions. You can choose to not see anyone on camera if you don't want. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. Um, okay. Let's see this. Uh, this says holographic Charizard. Hi, Carly. Thank you for giving us genuine big sister energy on your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. You give such great advice as if you really are friends and family. It's very sweet. You seem as real as they come and a truly great person at heart. Some may say you are a holographic Charizard. <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember kids shitting their pants over that card? I didn't even collect Pokemon cards. And I know that that was like the one. How much are those worth now? Um, this says, uh, oh, oh no, not me losing it. Hold on. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. We're back. We're back. Uh, I literally get such a kick out of the quirks, not just fangirling. Oh yes, I am. Thank you for being yourself. You inspire me every time I listen. Oh, you guys are going to make me cry today. The little sense of community that we have here is just so great. Uh, and then she says, I apologize if you've already answered this, but my question is, what was it like in the aftermath of girl code? Did your career take off zero to hundred overnight? I'm always curious at how fast you felt the effects of the exposure on such a big channel, like MTV, like even after one episode, was there immediate request to do appearances or radio shows? Did you enjoy being recognized out and about please never change? Oh, thank you so much. Thanks to my girly. Um, okay. So it's so crazy because the night of the premiere, the first ever episode of Girl Code, I remember the night of the premiere, um, we went to like a premiere party and I remember I was sitting with Jesse May and we watched, we, everybody at the party watched the show and it was so great. And, you know, it was one of those things, like we didn't know what was going to happen with it. I had auditioned for it and didn't even know if it was going to get picked up. Um, it was like just totally random. It was one of those things like, Hey, maybe it'll work out. Right. Because the odds of it not working out are pretty high. Um, and I remember me and Jesse may were sitting next to each other and she remembers this too. And after the episode had aired, we both like pulled out our phones and we got like so many, we had gotten so many followers on Instagram. We were like, Holy shit like what in just a half hour, it was unreal. Um, and that was really crazy. That was like, I rem immediate, you know, that was like the first episode, but it's during the first episode, really, really crazy. And I think we got like 20,000 followers or something. And before that, I don't even think I had a thousand, maybe I had 800 and you know, 800 followers. And that was really crazy. And then I think that I was definitely, um, 
very recognizable from that show. Probably one of the most recognizable because of my hair, you know, like you could definitely spot me out of a crowd. And if it was something that was fresh in your mind, you see the commercial for it, you see it on TV, you're going to, you're going to see me from a mile away. So that was something that, um, I, I never, ever minded or never do mind when people say hi to me, I'm so flattered by it. And it's just like one of those things, you know, I can, um, I can remember feeling for the first time and also still feeling this way. And this is going to sound very cheesy, but I'm always like shocked that like people are like that people like me (laughs) as fucking weird as that sounds, because I'm definitely weird in a way. And, um, that's something that doesn't really, it's sometimes it just never really registered with people. And I felt that way when I was growing up, sometimes I remember feeling like, Oh, like I'm just like weird or like whatever. And then I remember when girl code came out and people like thought the show was funny and people thought I was funny. I remember being like, Oh my God, this is crazy. I never, I never would have thought this would have happened, you know? Cause I always had such a hard time, but, um, yeah, that, that was definitely, um, instant aftermath of it. I remember it, it being really popular right off the bat. And, um, it was really cool. You know, I'm so, I know that there are a lot of people that were involved with not necessarily only, um, girl code, but a lot of shows like that. And a lot of people are like, Oh, MTV is shitty or whatever, or MTV is tacky or something like that. I'm like, listen, if it wasn't for that show and, and the guy who created that show, Ryan Ling, I, um, I would be still be working in a hair salon doing open mics. So, um, I'm never going to bite the hand that feeds me. That's for sure. Bite the hand that ever fed me. So that's, so that's that. Um, as far as appearances, yeah, I think that, um, you know, I was always doing stand up even before that. So I think that it just, I saw a difference in the, the shows that we were booking, um, the clubs that were taking us in and, and stuff like that. Um, and you do radio for stuff like that. I definitely noticed, I noticed it a, a lot at college shows as well. Like we would do college gigs and, uh, that was like, I mean, that was like the demo during the time, which was so weird because I was that age, you know, I never went to college, but I should have been in college, you know, at that age. So it was just kind of like a really weird, I was very young. It it was very weird. It was very weird, but okay. But thank you so much for, for being so nice. I love the girlies. Um, Okay. So this next one says, girly, I need your help so badly. First of all, I freaking love you and the fur baby so much. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, I have been listening to the pod from day one and look forward to it every week. Love your energy and enjoy listening every week so much. I'm writing in because I've been with my boyfriend for six and a half years. We own a house together. I'm 26 and he's 28. Uh, okay. So you guys were together when you were like 20 or really 19, right? Um, I constantly find myself with this gut feeling that he's not the one, but can't seem to get myself to ever fucking do anything about it because I feel trapped since we bought this cute little house together. I feel like I'm always thinking about if he's the one or not. We work in very different hours and don't get a lot of time together. The nights that we do spend together turn into fights half the time. I think alcohol is definitely to blame for 95% of it. My boyfriend drinks a lot of fucking beer to put it lightly. I'll definitely drink less to myself. 
oh, I'm sorry. I could definitely drink less too myself. Uh, we were at a wedding this weekend and he got so fucked up that he literally tripped and fell into the bar and knocked over the whole bar. Oh my God. This might have been the most humiliating thing in my life and will forever be a slow-mo flashback of it in my head. Yeah, girl, I'm going to think about that for the rest of my life too. And I wasn't even there. After I finally get him to leave the after party, after being pretty much kicked out, he was yelling at me the whole drive home. I dropped him off at our house and told him I would be back and I just needed to drive and cool off. Tell me why he, tell me why I got back. This man had fucking gone and drove himself to the after party after he knocked over the whole goddamn bar. I called him several times and he kept saying he would be right home. He didn't come home for two hours. We were supposed to leave for vacation in the morning. And he said many times before the wedding that we were going to just go to the wedding for a couple hours and have an early night because we had such a long drive the next day. I broke up with him when he came home. He sobbed to me the next morning and said that he knew he had a problem and he was going to change. I ended up going on vacation with him because I'm a dumb bitch and feel very codependent. Don't call yourself a dumb bitch. I'm here on this stupid trip that he booked with zero input from me and we keep fighting. Why is it so hard for me to leave this man? Any advice would be appreciated. Attaches a pic of my cat who I miss so much right now. Thank you so much. This is like, let me see this cat. Okay. First of all, it's giving tortoise brown and black or like really beige and black with a little white nose and little white feet. And we love to see it and has green eyes. And this like face that he makes is like the evil face that Stanley makes where I go, uh Oh, he's going to kill me. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I'm sorry that you're, you're being put in this situation. I I don't know if you really are acknowledging it or you're aware of it because you didn't necessarily say it in this, but this is a very abusive situation that you're, you're in right now. Um, he's manipulating you. He is, it's very, very messy. He's gaslighting you. He's manipulating you. So I personally think that your gut, I, first of all, before anything, you're not stupid. You're not dumb. None of that. Okay. You're in this situation and I understand why you haven't or feel hesitant to take a step out of the relationship because you guys bought a house together. You have all of this history together. You've been together since you were pretty much kids, right? Um, you've been together for a long time. So I understand where you're coming from, but to me, you will feel such a weight lifted off your shoulders. If you get out of this relationship, if you want like, okay, cool. You said you're going to change. Let's get sober. Let's go to AA meetings and let's see if we can get through this together. If you want to do that. But to me, the constant bickering and back and forth, I would rather be alone. You know, like what is, what is this person really bringing into your life other than just constant kind of like a codependence and, and just constant animosity towards each other. What's the point in that? You know, I know it's scary. I know that it's a, it's a mess when, whenever you live with somebody, whether you own a house with them or not, even if you just live with them in an apartment, it's a fucking mess breaking up. It is messy. It's not instant. There's always things lingering. My ex-boyfriend had shit in my house for like six months. And I finally, one day I called him. I said, listen, you're taking up room in my closet. What are we doing here, buddy? And he's like, oh, come by and get it. Came back, came by the next day and got it. I'm like, I didn't want to look at your dumb, ugly shoes in my fucking closet for six damn months. 
you know, your size 12 shoes that take up the entire closet. I didn't want to do that. So it's not quick. You got to split things up. So you got to find a new place. I get it. I get it. It's a nightmare, right? But it, once all is said and done, you're going to feel so much better. You deserve better. You deserve somebody that doesn't treat you like this and doesn't gaslight you and bicker with you. And, you know, it, it's just to, you'll be happier on your own. You just will. You know, I, I know that I say this all the time, but sometimes goodbyes aren't bad. Sometimes goodbyes set you free in life. So it, the bottom line is if you're with somebody that, that doesn't treat you well, then you need to get the fuck out because you deserve more than that and you're better than that. And get out of it and treat yourself the way that you want to be treated. That's what I do. That's what I was talking to one of my friends the other day. She was going through it and it my heart breaks for her. And she texted me, say she was having a hard time and I call her and she's crying and I'm like, I said today, you know, do nice things for yourself that you want somebody to do for you. Treat yourself with that love, right? And she was like, I will. I was like, go get, I'll, I'll text my friends, like, go get a, go get a croissant this morning. Go, you know, buy, go get your nails done. Go buy a new nail polish, go to whatever, whatever you can do, just little things to make yourself feel good, feel special. It sounds so trivial. It sounds so stupid, but it actually is really nice. I take myself on little dates all the time. I'm always buying myself shit, you know? Never settle, never, ever settle. That's something that my mom said that, that, uh, that I took with me my whole life because I remember her saying, never settle do your own thing, make your own money. And she said, if you settle, you're trapped. And it's so true. I remember her saying that to me when I, when I was younger, um, not like, a, <laughs> not like a baby, but imagine her saying that to like a three-year-old, like you got to make your own money, honey, get to work. Um, but it's true. It's true. And your gut is always right. No matter how you spend it, you want to make the most out of summer. The Faraday collection of high quality, incredibly soft, comfortable clothing captures the feeling of summer adventure. Faraday is a family run brand making high quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. They have mastered the art of the perfect summer outfit, effortless, but still good looking. They had sent me this um, website and I was looking through and I'm like, oh my God, I love one thing about me girls is I love a light summer dress. I don't want to be wearing this like thick material. A lot of these dresses are that like, like, uh, it's like, it traps your sweat. It like traps your body heat. It's like, ugh. I need a light cotton, thin baby doll summer damn dress. Okay. So I was so excited. I haven't received anything yet, but I already have my list of the things that I'm going to order because they're nice enough to send me things with the sponsorship for the podcast. And the two things that I'm looking at, one of them is so freaking cute. It's called the Ramona dress. It's actually on sale right now. Um, and it's in white. It's like a little puff sleeve scrunchy top with like a, what would you call it? Like, it's kind of like a baby doll dress, I would say. 
looks really comfy, really light, perfect for summer. And then they have this other one that's called the Dream Cotton Gauze Lakeview Dress, which is also on sale. And let me see the colors they have in that. Ooh, would I get them both in white? Because they have this really pretty striped one. But it just looks so cool. And then this Vita tie-dye dress looks awesome too. It's like light blue with like white tie-dye. Really, really pretty long sleeve flowy dress. Ooh, especially, listen, I'm a sweaty person. I don't care. I never, I've never claimed to not be sweaty girl. So for someone like me, this type of stuff is perfect when, when it's hot out. We love to see it. We love to see a girl boss not sweating her, her booty off, right? Right now, Faraday is giving all the girlies 20% off. Let me say that again, 20% off. Head to FaradayBrand.com slash secret and use code secret at checkout to get this deal. That's code secret at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash secret for 20% off FaradayBrand.com slash secret. Okay. So this next one says help strange ghosting behavior. Hey, Carly, first of all, I love you so much. Hello, Robert and Stanley. You both are cutie pies. Yes, they are cute, but one of them is bad and one of them is good. I love the podcast and the advice that you give. It helps me survive the work week and feel less crazy about men. Ha ha ha. I always say freaking like you now. I love it. Oh, well, cute. Thank you so much. About two months ago, I went on a date with a guy, my bestie's neighbor, and it went so well. Amazing. Great chemistry. And the date lasted a long time. We talked about it a lot and it felt, we talked about a lot and it felt really easy to connect with this person. Talked about doing things another time, seeing each other again. At the end, he gave me a big kiss right on the lips. And there is no way that there's no, I'm sorry. There's no way that there isn't going to be a second date, right? wrong. While on our date, he invited me to a party at his friend's apartment slash his building. There's an outdoor shared space the following week. Um, but since he invited me, I was expecting him to text me confirming, but he never did. I went over reluctantly because my bestie also lives there and she invited me. And since I am usually there to hang out anyway, it wouldn't really be weird. He didn't really talk to me other than saying hello. And then texted me if I got asking if I got home when I left very odd. Uh, the following week I was feeling something just wasn't right. He hadn't reached out and I figured he was doing the ghost thing. So I texted him to gauge the level of interest, which honestly, I know if the guy isn't reaching out, it's a no, but I just wanted to text and help me confirm and move on. He answered, but then just stopped. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll take the L I was upset and briefly moved on. Um, but what are you going to do? You know, I saw him twice briefly since our date, once again, at my friend's, uh, while on my run this past week, we waved and said hello, but that was really it. On Tuesday, he texts me to say he knows it's been a long time since we went out, but that's on him for bad communication, but I'm super cool and he likes hanging out with me, but he just didn't feel natural chemistry and hopes that we could still be cool and hang at my besties. I wasn't going to answer because what's the point, but I honestly was so curious as to why our date felt quite opposite. Um, we were on the same page at this point. I didn't have anything to lose. So I asked that he clarify. Um, but if he didn't want to, it was quote unquote, all good. And he just said, we might not have natural compatibility that leads to something deeper. I didn't respond after this because I decided it was the oddest thing in the world. Why would a man ghost you? And then two months later, circle back and tell you why, and then apologize. Like, I don't really need you to confirm that you ghosted me. I got the hint. Has this ever happened to you? Is it just guilt? I can't see how a random, how on a random day, 
of the week, two months after no communication, you decide, damn, I have to text this girl and say why I ghosted her. Am I crazy? I hate men. How do you date in the city? I live in Philly and it's an awful dating pool. Um, yeah, something like this similarly happened to me. I I think I talked about it last week or maybe the week before. Um, I, a guy didn't hit me up for three weeks. And then finally texted me like, Hey, just wanted to tell you, like, I have a girlfriend pretty much. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, um, with stuff like this though, I think it's important to just say to yourself, like, well, I didn't really, I didn't like him. I liked the person that I thought that he was, but he's not that person. You know, I think that's really helpful because it's true. You don't want like some guy that's like stringing you along and being, being shady or lackadaisical or whatever. It's like, if you don't, if you don't, here's the thing. If you don't cry and scream and projectile vomit every time you lay eyes on me, you don't like me that much. Okay. That's my vibe. I was talking to my friend about it the other day. Cause she was saying, she's like, I just feel like all men are going to cheat. And I'm like, I don't think that I think the ones that really adore you and love you, like they're never going to cheat on you. They're not. But if you're with somebody that's like, eh, that treats you like she's all right, girl, I'm not even saying that they definitely are going to cheat, but you're not going to have a good time. What's the point of being in a relationship with somebody that's not so fucking crazy about you that they can't even, they literally don't like, I literally want a guy to shit his pants every time he looks at me several times a day. Shit your pants. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) I get it though. It's hard. It's a lot of trial and error. And it's just one of these things that everyone goes through. It's shitty, but get to swiping. Swipe away, go out with the girlies, chit chat with chit chat with the boys and, and don't give people more than what they're giving you and don't give people what they don't deserve. You know, don't go out of your way for somebody. Don't like match their energy level. And also something that I'm always, always going to say, you should be dating more than one person at a time, period. You could have a favorite one, but you should be dating two, three people at a time. It's the only way because you can't put all your eggs in one basket because then that energy, like it's just like disperse your energy, disperse your energy to people. And then when somebody wants to be with you and they bring it up to you, okay, cool, cool. Let me cut off, you know, these two other guys or whatever, because it's like a numbers game. It's so fucking weird, right? That's something that I always, I always tell people like, you got to date more than one person at a time. If you're not in a relationship, you're dating more than one person. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So this is somebody who had DM'd me saying I, uh, oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. So this is someone that DM'd me. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you already know this, but there was a girl that DM'd me saying that her fiance went to this fancy barber shop, right. And he came home with this five in one shampoo and it was so fucking ugly. It literally made me want to die looking at it. It was called man-made wash, which And it was in like a Jack Daniels whiskey bottle. Okay. Like, first of all, no need for you to call it man-made wash. Like girl, babes, we know that a man made that because the girlies would fucking never. Okay. 
five in one. What, what five things? Why don't you put in your gas tank too? Why don't you fill up your car with it? Since we're doing everything with one soap. But anywho, she had DM me and I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm crying and throwing up. And she's like, I have a good uh, shit crap and I'm going to email it to you. So she, so she just emailed it. So she emailed it to me. Okay. So she says, hi, Carly. First of all, I freaking love you and the potty. I listen religiously every week. Oh, well, thank you so much. I was a girl that said she shit her pants in line on voting day last Thursday for confession. So I figured I'd share the whole story. I also, oh my God, that's right. I remember this. I also have this written out on my note page for months and I was always scared to send it in in fear that someone would never, that someone would be able to trace it back to me. So it was during COVID last year or two years ago when my fiance were both working from home in our 800 square foot apartment. Oof. So since it was time to vote, I tried going the weekend before, but it was literally a six hour line. And I'm sorry, I can't do that in 20 degree weather. So the next morning I woke up at 4:45 AM to get to the polling site and be the first in line for 6 AM. I threw on my winter coat and boots <laughs> looking like hillbilly and made a cup of coffee to go. Bad idea in retrospect. I got to the polling site, which was an elementary school. I was fourth in line and ready to go vote for literally anyone but Trump. Since I got there so early, I had to wait around for a while until they opened at 6 a.m. At around 5.30, I started to have a minor panic attack and felt major shabooby going on. <laughs> Not fucking shabooby. Once I started to physically sweat and panic, I asked one of the workers walking by if I could run inside and use the restroom. As he started to say yes, another lady, you can tell she was the boss, walked up and said, absolutely not until they are officially open. Honestly, that was so fucked up of her. I visually had an I'm going to shit my pants all over written all over my face. I tried to hold on, but once I realized there was no saving the situation, I asked the man behind me to hold my coffee and my position in line. I frantically started looking for bushes, a tree or any hidden spot. Girl, no, you did not. Since the line was so long at this point, I had no options, but to run to my car. I sat in the driver's seat, contemplating my life for a hot second and looking for other options. I ended up grabbing the jumper cables bag. My dad got me for my 18th birthday, total dad present. I threw out the cables and shit <laughs> in the jumper cable bag. Stop in, in the front seat of my car. It was still dark outside at this point. I thought it was good until I turned around and literally three people are sitting. <gasps> three people are sitting on my back bumper. No idea if they saw it, nor did I really care at that point. I pulled my leggings up and hopped back in line. Oh my God, no. I came home to my fiance. I told him the story and we cried laughing all day. I love that you told him that. Anyway, I guess I didn't have any advice to ask, even though Lord knows I probably need it. I just really needed to share that story. Love you lots. <laughs> Not you shitting your pants for America because that's very patriotic. That's very, very patriotic. No, because I'm dying at that. <laughs> you want to know what I will say something that happens. Like if you have an early morning trip, right? Like sometimes you got to go to the airport in the morning, you're leaving on a car ride early in the morning. You got to go to work earlier than usual. That will sneak up on you. Like, uh, like, you won't even see it coming because that's your morning. That's your morning dookie. That's your freaking morning dookie and you can't hold it in. It's coming. 
you know, when, when, when mother nature comes knocking on your door, you, you better answer or she's busting in cause she's got a warrant. <laughs> so I get it. I feel for my girlies, a butterfly, a butterfly's out my window. Um, okay. So we're going to do the fuck, Mary kill that was sent in cool ranch, Doritos, barbecue, potato chips, or sour cream and onion Pringles. Mm. Mm. Listen, this one's too hard. Sour cream and onion Pringles are so good. Why are Pringles so fucking good? Here's the thing. We don't talk about Pringles enough and I will die on this hill. We don't talk about Pringles. Pringles are, you get the most chips because there's no, it's not 90% air. Okay. Hear me out. Cause I think about this a lot. It's not 90% air. The whole cylinder is filled. Yes. I said cylinder. Okay. And so there's no dead space in there. You get so many chips. The chips are fresh. They're fresh as hell. They're crunchy as hell. And why is it like, they're like dusty. There's something about that Pringles dust. I swear to God, it gets me fucking zooted. You guys, I'm marrying the Pringles because the Pringles are the most reliable. You open up a bag of uh, uh, barbecue or you open up a bag of Doritos. You don't know what you're going to get. It's like a cutting open an avocado. You don't know if it's going to be a good one or a bad one. Sometimes you open up a bag of Doritos. There's two chips in there. So I'm marrying the sour cream and onion Pringles because they're consistent and they're reliable, right? So that's Mary. What are we killing? I think. What am I going to kill? No, this is too hard. Barbecue or Doritos killing. Okay. I think I'm going to, and I hate to say this, but I think I'm going to kill the Doritos, even though it's, if you would have told me nacho cheese Doritos, I would have probably married them, but Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't really have them very often, even though I really do like them. Um, but I eat, I love a barbecue. I love a BBQ chip. I love a BBQ chip. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm fucking barbecue. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm fucking barbecue. I'm marrying sour cream and I'm killing Doritos RIP babes. But to me, the nacho is better. That's my baby. Anywho, I love you guys. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in. We will be doing the Spotify live on Wednesday at seven um, on the Spotify live app. If you want to call in, you can, if you want to chit chat, you can join the live chat. You guys are so freaking funny in that chat. Um, my mom joins. It's a party. It's definitely a party. And I will talk to you guys soon. Hope you have a great week. Bye.